Welcome to the Trophies and Medals podcast where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? This episode of the Trophies and Medals podcast is brought to you by the NOLA Chuck Wagon. You can find them at 2240 St. Claude Avenue. Check them out for all your catering needs. Um, they're right next door to the Always Lounge. On their menu, they got boiled corn, potatoes, sausage, turkey necks, shrimps, steaks, and their famous lemon garlic sauce with crab meat. Again, that's the NOLA Chuck Wagon. Get at them. Welcome back to the Trophies and Metals Podcast. It's your boy Batman here with the Eptide crew. We have Ty King and we got the one and only Raheem Goodell. What's good, fellas? Going on? Uh, pretty good. All right. So it's going to be a Super Bowl edition of the podcast. We're recording this uh, around noon central, uh, right before the big Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we're going to jump in. Of course, Super Bowl, we're going to jump into also the big uh, Kobe Bryant um, tragedy. Um, we're going to look in the potential coaching moves in the NFL, um, as well as other topics. So um, first thing first is uh, sad news last week actually kind of delayed us recording last week, hearing about Kobe Bryant's passing. Um, unfortunately, we're in a time where sometimes when you see stuff, you got to worry about if it's fake news or not. Um, but once they said a helicopter, I knew it was real. But uh, this was a guy that was around the same age as us. Um, and we've seen grow from a young teenager going to, going to the league um, and become an NBA champion. So how y'all felt or, or what was y'all response the first time y'all heard the or read the uh, the news? Well, I was coming – so when I was coming out the movie theater on Sunday, and I see everybody was sending me messages asking me if this was true. And I'm like, what y'all talking about here? It was true. And then I saw it like that. And I went to searching through. And I was like, oh, damn. That shit hurt. That hurt my soul there. Like, I ain't, that's one of these rare moments where passing mm-hmm. really they got the best of me there. Like, I, you know, I was chilling with a friend of mine, and she was like, you all right? Like, that <laughs> shit shook me up. Big time, but like you said, and this was then I'd start thinking about who else was on the, you know, on the helicopter too, because like you said, we always I always knew he was infamous for doing the helicopters and everything, because it's just how crazy LA traffic was. So yeah. it definitely made sense, but it was just like you gotta be uh, kidding me. And then just the fact of seeing he was doing so many on um, being on people podcasts lately. Yeah. He was just all over the place, and he was just like in a good place, and then you know y'all. And y'all know how I've been on the, the old man Kobe as the illest campaign. Yeah. Like he he was just in such of a good place. And you know, he was just he was accessible to everybody. He showed if you, if they wanted to learn something or just wanted his advice, he was there for him. Mm-hmm. It was just 
I think cool that was the crazy. biggest thing. I think that I and um and I remember hearing this in church one time, it was like uh when when everyone has the done their duty, I guess you can say, that's when that mm-hmm. time comes. And I think this was like the perfect, unfortunately, um the way that it happened because he, you got that moment to see him personal be personal. Exactly. How he was when he was playing. Like you said, so many players worked with him. He's doing TV shows, he's doing podcasts, he's showing up at games on the sideline looking like he's selling dope. Uh, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> you know he what really I'm looked right. Like, yeah, it, it was, was just, he was just able to see the other side of Kobe that, like, people just took his, his antics on the court as that's how he was as a person. And I think he was finally able to show that, you know, what he is more than basketball, be a father, be a husband, you know what I'm saying, be a coach. Uh, you know, doing something on, out of whim. You never think that Kobe would have been a coach, but, you know, like I used to always say, doing that community service as far as teaching kids how to play the game and, and all that. So it was it was definitely a, a shocking to everybody. I think that's why people took to it because a lot of people, like I said, if you're around our age, I mean, you've seen all phases of this dude from that high school kid on. So, <laughs> but yeah, we right. definitely going to miss old man Kobe, though. Yes. Well, I, I can pretty much admit that I was not technically a Kobe fan, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. I think for right. some people, I think they kind of misconstrued saying that, hey, you know, you can, you can, you can appreciate somebody's work by not being a fan. Yeah. And I ain't one of those party people. So um, off the court or whatever, you got to appreciate what he did. Of course, you know, the mentorship they did, you know, you know, you, I guess the good thing about Kobe and, and most of the athletes that we kind of grew up with is we see, we see them kind of go from, adolescence to where maturity wasn't always there to mm-hmm. to to making mistakes yeah and redeeming those mistakes them. yeah and, and 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 become who they are because technically we all kind of go through that you know what i mean so it was kind of good to kind of see that you know he made it through his uh his obstacles and you know when it became evident you know what i'm saying that he had to change his mind and, and, and move forward you, you can see that through his work and, that, and that's what the passion is you know what mm-hmm. i mean so so for me you know Kobe, you know, even though I like Shaq better, uh, mm-hmm. you were really MVP for me. Um, you know, you didn't flinch when that ball, when, your, when old boy threw that ball in your face. I can respect that. That's a yeah, that's well, a typical, typical New Orleans move. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he has a great story behind that too, man. Matt Barnes told the story. He said, man, like you know, a lot of people thought Matt Barnes, a lot, a lot of people thought Matt Barnes was Mexican, nah, and he, he said he got a lot of threats from a lot of Mexicans saying, like, they thought they were going to have to take out one of their own because he threw that ball at Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> like, they was like, they, like, that was, like, the first time they said, oh, man, we got to take out one of our own. That's Kobe, man. You don't do that to Kobe. But he was saying the fact was, he said Kobe made sure to, like, reach out to him because he wanted him on his team from that point on. Mm-hmm. He always had that respect for him because he's somebody challenged him. Crazy so recognized crazy. Right. He, he <laughs> respected that. That was just the funniest thing that I – <laughs> he said, and Matt Ball said he read it in a Mexican tone and everything. He said, Dang. He said hey, Holmes, we're going to have to take you out. You ever mess with Kobe again? <laughs> Them Chicanos, boy. They love it. Yeah, so that's letting you know. And this thing with Kobe, too, is that you know, like, this is, like, unfortunately a death where you you felt the world feel this. Yeah. You know, like, this is a legitimate thing where I think this – Really connected everybody together. Everybody was in shock and disbelief, and it hurt. Because I think it connects on every level. Whether you a, bas- a basketball fan, a basketball player, 
um, a father, a husband, you know, coach, all that, all the above, you know, saying fell in this particular category, unfortunately. Um, but I think it'll, uh, you know, I think in, in you know, in all depths, you, you know, things, you know, saying I think that's gonna, I think in the long run, people will grow, you know, you know, we know in a society now, people are just assholes by nature and you know then i think this was a time where everybody got a chance to step back and like you know what some of this petty shit we do it ain't worth it right and then unfortunately with his daughter to be on the flight with him too mm-hmm. that didn't that that was that sent it way over the edge because it's like you know he was with family you know with his daughter they're going out there to practice they're heading to practice doing you know doing it that thing with this basketball and it's just like you gotta be kidding me and then, of course, I mean, and the others that was with them and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I was I was just looking at it, like, for me when I was coaching, like, you know, it's been many times I didn't gave kids a ride. You know, I ain't got no damn helicopter. But, I, you know, I didn't right. give kids. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give kids rides, you know, to games and to practice and all that. Right. I, I had one kid ride me to Dallas when we played in the tournament there. But um, to, to have to break that news, you know what I'm saying, that something happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just, yeah. You know, that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, how could I even face a parent and say, hey, this happened, you know, while your kid was on my watch or whatever. Um, exactly. So. Yeah, so. Just, like you said, touch many levels. But, I, just, I, just, I just look at it like, you know, you know, do 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 what you need to do in this time because you, you have more time. But technically, I look at it like this. You live, you live at your fullest potential because you only have one chance to die. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my resignation from this is like, hey, look, you know, as time goes along, you have to learn that living is the easiest thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the full potential, it's up to you. But dying is inevitable for all of us. So that that's that's my thing. It's like, you know, just focus on living at the biggest potential. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people got, you know, affected with it. But, you know, it happens, you know, so, you know, shout out to the soldiers out there. You know who who mm-hmm. at war. You know, shout out to you know cops and you know first time. You know any anybody that experienced any type of personal death recently or in the last or still healing from it. Yeah, right. Understand that. Understand that they are they are death. Probably the easiest thing in you know and they live their best life. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was a uh, like I said, definitely a loss of one of the realest players ever. Uh, the definition of an assassin. I don't. I don't think it's. It's not many people that's not seven foot that was as feared or just as cutthroat in the league. You know what I'm saying? Besides maybe Mike. Right. The, yeah. He was the closest that came to Mike when it came to that. Just being as a, in the guard position, guard forward position. Well, mm-hmm. I see it, Mike and Larry Bird, like those. You know, with this ultimate true assassins. Yeah. And yeah, you just you know, and Kobe, but you, but the thing I guess was different was you saw it in Kobe's eyes, like you saw him wanting to destroy you, or mm-hmm. was going to, so he never hit it. He know he let you know. Even that that the Wayne Wade story, like he's saying how you know he didn't make the playoffs early in his career. He's just sitting there watching the game. He kept saying he got a phone call. And he's like, it's a block number. He's like, I'm nice. And then he said, kept getting it a couple of times. And then he said, man, let me just see who this is. And he's freaking Kobe calling him at halftime. Yeah. Talking, yeah, about, him. talking about trying to how to work the pick and roll. 
Yeah, and how to get out of this double team. Yeah, how to get out of this double team that they keep trying to hit me with. And Wade looking at his phone like, wait, you calling me? Yeah. You call, like, you call me. Man, he said, I ain't got, yo, I ain't got no time here. Tell me what you do so I can get out of here. Yeah. He went <laughs> and broke it down to him real quick. He said, all right, I, you know, I'll talk back to you later. And he just sat there like, Kobe just called me. Asked how to get out of the double team. Yeah. Like, in the middle of a playoff game, call him at halftime. Like, you think like, how he get my number first of all that quickly? Mm-hmm. And go from there, so. I mean, pretty impressive, you know what I'm saying? Like, the drive, you know what I mean? You, you'd yeah, be surprised, if, you know. If you apply a little bit, little, little bit of his attributes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I think we can all can learn from it and go far. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think that's cool. one thing he, he, he showed people his work ethic because you got to think about it. He really wasn't the most gifted athlete. I mean, he, he's definitely above average, but right. he wasn't – as gifted an athlete, like he wasn't as quick or as fast as Iverson. He didn't have as much bounces, bents, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't the, the most consistent shooter. Um, I would say he made, he was the best at making difficult shots though. Um, like contested shots, but it was just a matter of his He willed his, his will. way through it. Yeah, his will yeah. to, I'm going to get to my spot. I don't care if you're there, I'm going to still make it. I think he said that on the, um, Darius Miles and Richardson podcast. You like it don't matter if you're there. I didn't make this shot five thousand times. I'm gonna still right. make it. It don't fucking matter. Exactly. So, RP to a real one. Um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot of things going to inspire a lot of kids and. That was that's the thing. I see the thing that is gonna like. We're going to see now what kid this affects the most mm-hmm. that's now going to try to have, have that this mentality. mentality now. Like, they're going to see something different, and I don't want to see what what kid now that's going to expire to just do that. It's going to make them believe that they can do it too because, like, you saw the, all the hard work. Let's say even through the injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. he going through a lot of injuries and still bounced back but still kept the same killer mentality, which I think that's what Westbrook got it from is from Kobe. Mm-hmm. That fearless, just being fearless in the bigger picture. So it's gonna be that's gonna inspire some, you know, kid, boy or girl, and this, and that's another yeah. thing too. It's gonna inspire even more girls. Yeah, being that he was a, you know, he coached the girls' team, a girls' team right. that probably I think if I remember correctly, none of those kids really knew how to play basketball or even play basketball uh, right. at Except that particular time. And it was like, you know what, we got to teach them from scratch. And that's, you know, they had long practices because he had to teach them every single thing and not just a matter of trying to prepare for the next game. Yeah. So, exactly. And, only his daughter really got it. Yeah, naturally, of course. Right. And, and, some, and, and, some, and support to the WNBA, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. His, his love for that, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Which they um, speaking of, they got a new collective bargain agreement, so they got a big boost in pay, and they're no longer riding commercial and shit like that. So I think which is a good look. That's I think that's good too, because I mean the NBA still was making enough money where they could have just yeah, I mean take some of that money over there to help build that more. Yeah. So you know they I know they're under the same umbrella, so I just didn't understand why the the NBA wasted so you know taking so much time to push that over there. I wanted to look that up. I wanted to read into that. So um, I remember uh, 
when we was kids, I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. So I used to read the damn, it was something, it was one of those lockout years and I was like going over the connect, collective bargaining agreement, understanding like the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see how that works from the NBA to WNBA. Like I said, they're under the same umbrella, but like how much could they really legally? Um, it should be. It should but, be enough to really be able to do it. Is that the players will have the, you know, the players will have to agree with it. With I don't the, even think it's the, the players. You got to think about the owners. It's owners. Like, and I'm about to say the owners too. Now, yeah, you got to look about that point. It's like the owners in the NBA is like, why are we helping this other league unless they're an owner that ha- that owns both the NBA and WNBA team? Right. I don't see how they would look that it benefit, you know, but yeah, I want to hey, get to that. Yeah, but they could figure some kind of way that they could be attached right off some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Or it would make them be interested to actually own the teams more themselves. <laughs> they know they can get both of the revenues. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially now with the, the revenue that they get too now from the um the G League. Yeah. It definitely should, you know, it's not hurting them that much, but, you know, trust me, there's some kind of way they're probably getting a percentage of something if they hit a you know the WNBA has a profit they'll get some of that money back or something owners wise of course yeah I want to um check out one of those uh you know two chains on the G League team here yeah, I want to check out one of their shits on that game so, and and on another on another podcast you could probably say should the NBA just go ahead and just buy the uh, WNBA I mean but I think that's that's what I want to figure out is like how is it are they are they considered equal? Does like or does the does the NBA own the WNBA or are they like just under the same umbrella? I don't know how to. I, I, see how I they, see. Well, they can't be. Well, they were under the same umbrella, but I think they were had the same commissioner. So, but since they have two different commissioners, mm-hmm. it's kind of two entities. But it's like I think they, they I think they trying to work that out together now. Maybe just go around and work it together to mm-hmm. expand the, you know, worldwide, especially on the international side. Mm-hmm. Of course, too, because, you know, a lot of those girls already go play ball overseas anyway. Well, the only reason when they were doing it was for the money. So the money continues to get better. You have mm-hmm. less and less of them, you know what I'm saying, going overseas. going overseas to play or, you know, bypassing playing in the WNBA to play overseas because they can make three more money times, overseas. More money overseas yeah. than do playing Exactly. And I think they're starting to realize that and just going from there. But I know it's, you know, you know, of course, it's all the catches of some of the girls going through maternity leaves and stuff like that. And they might miss a season and stuff like that if they have a kid. So, you know, I know there's those catches there that they still be, you know, trying to figure out do they want. That's well, I heard that too. They got, a, they got like a their leave is they improve. They gave them more time on their leave and pay yeah. and stuff like that. So, like you said, it is other things to consider. But like to me, I would think that would just be common sense. I, I don't even think that should have been an issue from the very beginning. But it was um, issue. I think it was an issue because of the fact they feel like they're losing money because that particular star might be pregnant and can't play ball. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get it. But it's just fucking cutthroat <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, it's, just... yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know we, we know you know not, you know misogynist to the fullest you know, yeah. just being assholes so you know it, it just we we get there but it's like come on we, we gotta still let them you know they still gotta live their lives too yeah and we don't want you know they ain't trying to have no kids all late in their 30s after their career is over 
if if they just miss one season, it's not the end of the world. Cause um didn't know um, what's your girl name Skylar Diggins didn't like I think well her was like the worst case scenario. I think she either got hurt first and then got pregnant or vice versa. So well, no, like, double up. No, you're right. No, she got hurt and in the midst of her being hurt, she got pregnant. So that would mm-hmm. made her be gone for like these last for like years. two years. Yeah. yeah, she was gone for like two years because of just the back to back situations. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like you said, it is that's real cutthroat. That <laughs> is, but then women can play. They actually still play ball a lot longer too, anyway, because you know, like they don't. They're not as athletic. Like, yeah, they're not as yeah. jumping. When I say right. athletic, I mean in jumping. They're not and dunking jumping. And yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not clearly. Yeah, like you said, that, they're not tearing up their knees as bad as and then you know as most other guys. Like you got guys, that Andre you know, Miller like, game. You got that G Money game. Exactly. Jumping over credit cards. That's it. Right, exactly. It's just enough. Just jump high enough to shoot the jumper and keep it moving and do a layup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know, I think that's a uh, they they finally getting it and they they see how much more girls are getting into it. So mm-hmm. they know that they got to invest in it to get in a better place. And that's you know, they're just that the power of they realizing how strong the female dollar is too, though. Yeah, because Trump getting into it. So, probably yes. be taking out of the games, being that she's seven foot twelve five. Right. So, so we shall see. And that's why. That's why it even hurts more because I can. You automatically knew, you know, Gigi was going to be in the league. You knew Kobe yeah. thought it was going to be there. So that would make that hurts even more because you already she she has his she had his demeanor and every goddamn thing. But like you, I think you said this too. It was like also, you know, because I always say talent skips a generation. Like you know, she was bound to have a son. You know, that was right. going to be, you know, what I'm saying the next one. You know, what I'm saying. But so, it could still be one of the other girls that you say, least would expect. Yeah, that oldest, you even least expect. The oldest one plays volleyball. Volleyball. So that's yeah. the athleticism right there. So True. I mean, we still got that potential. So right. So you got always, two younger ones, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll still have that oh, legacy girl. in one way yeah. or another in some sport. I feel right because that's just <laughs> between you know Kobe's dad, him, um, you know, because yeah, one of those, like his one oldest, of those gene yeah, pools going to hit. Yeah, because his older, she almost like six feet tall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She played volleyball, so she's right. So yeah, so that's that's a, that's a, a high athletic sport. You know, what I'm saying exactly. If anything, you you guarantee to be able to have. A, 35-inch vertical. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over time. As we, <laughs> as we, you know, we just keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up, we got the big day, big Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year. Not only is it around my birthday, Ty King birthday, but it's Super Bowl time, and usually, you know, back in the day, my godmother used to have a Super Bowl party every year, so that used to be, you know, as a young kid, that was like going to the club damn there. Uh, but, you know, that big big football day, most of my family uh, played or was into football, so uh, this was a time to everybody get together, talk shit, and, and check out the game. Who y'all got winning the big game today between the Niners and – Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going KC. You know, they might be in the division with my team, but I hate the Niners with a passion. 
to hell with bitch ass Richard Sherman. I don't want him winning no damn ring. So yeah, <laughs> KC all day. Damn. I, I and I got that. a soft spot for Andy Reid. And I got a super soft spot for Andy Reid. Why you say that? I've always liked Andy, man, because I feel like Andy, Andy, you know, he's he's just been a player's coach. He's yeah. always, you know, he's always showing love. You know, he he just he gonna get the best out of you. Black quarterbacks. I mean, Right. He, yeah, he don't care who – if you got the talent, he didn't care if he was white or black, his quarterback. He did, you know, even though he had bitch-ass McNabb, but, you know, eh. But he he's – I don't know. I just always liked – and I just had a plus two. He lost two sons to, unfortunately, drug overdoses and stuff. It's just like he dedicated so much to football, but he's sacrificed so much outside of football, too. Yeah, because of that, yeah. Yeah, because of that. So I just always had just this soft spot for Andy Reid, you know. So I want to see Andy. I would like to see Andy Reid win it. I would like to see it too. Um, but I just kind of feel the Niners is going to muddy up the game, and that's the yes. only way they have a chance of winning. But again, like you said, I always like Andy because of you know he had black quarterbacks, the, the style of play that he played. Um, I feel that he was. Uh, he was one. He's like the new age style coach. You know what I'm saying? He was kind of like that first wave of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know, doing quarterback design run plays. You know what I'm saying? Screen plays, little quick hitters and stuff like that. It was kind of like the street ball version of the West Coast offense, I guess you could say. Exactly. So, um, like I said, it'll be nice. It'll be. I mean, either way, for me, like either way, I, I don't care either way. I kind of like both. The way both teams play, um, like I said, I just kind of feel that the Niners is going to just ugly up the game just enough to uh, keep Mahomes off the field long enough to keep him from doing. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they got got yeah, like you said, run the ball all day every day. But that damn, you know, that's the thing about Mahomes. Like they not going to be able to sack him. Like, like I don't they, know, man. Everybody they can... else, is, he don't hold that ball long enough though. He can True. make every throw. I. I would just say my heart t- tells me Chiefs, but my mind tells me 49ers. Mm-hmm. And That's kind of only, yeah. only, only reason why I say that is because, I mean, they, 49ers front four, handily business. And that's pretty much kind of like, it, his, well, here's my analogy on it. With the Saints, the Saints was the only team that was able to score a crazy amount of points on them this whole season. Mm-hmm. So, you go from the Saints to Kansas City. So, Kansas City, per se, can literally continue to score like crazy versus the 49ers team if given out an element where they got to literally kind of like throw the ball mm-hmm. all the time. They are subject to lose because they could have lost against the Saints. So, yeah. even though I say Kansas City, my mind still tells me if they can keep it close, it'll be 49ers. But if Kansas City does their thing explosive – enough to where they can clean it up or whatever, and there's not as many mistakes on a slow start, mm-hmm. then obviously Kansas City will win. But that's my, only, that's my only analysis because I would say like the Saints was the only team that kind of really gave them a challenge where they had to come back. And based off of that, any other team that's able to do it should be Kansas City. Right. But the thing too, that's why I say I think still the Niners are kind of mm-hmm. like they are like a borderline fool's goal. Like the defense is legit, but they really didn't play – too many other teams that challenge other Russ than dealing with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they didn't deal with too many other mobile quarterbacks. So that's why, like, 
you know, you well, can shit, put they had to play. In. They had to play the fucking most, one of the most mobile twice a year. You know what I'm saying? The past couple of years. So I think, right. uh, I think that's preparation of, of, as any. I think the only yeah. difference between Seattle is that Seattle don't have as much team speed across the board as far as right. That's yeah, and the, you know we we already know automatically the X factor too in this situation for KC is the defense. Yeah. Now they the defense had hasn't has gotten better in the second half. They got a lot better compared at the beginning of the season. True. They have gotten so much better. But like you said, and now everybody's legitimately healthy too on KC offense, mm-hmm. which is going to be scary because they could just he going he, Mahomes going to throw the ball to whoever's open. Yeah, and that's what so, happens when you got that much talent. You got five, five. You're five deep as far as tight ends and receivers that that can be a game breaker. You know what I'm saying? They're going to double team Kelsey all day. We already know they're going to double team Well, that's Kelsey what I'm about to say. Day. Now you can make the smart decision. All you got to do is just read and react instead of right. being like some of our other quarterbacks. For example, my quarterback with uh, A.J. Brown or uh, Drew Brees sometime with Michael Thomas, you don't just lock in on that guy just because. You actually right. sit back and look at the defense and, and take what the defense give you. So mm-hmm. when you have that luxury of your fourth receiver runs a fucking 4-3, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's just right. fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. you, you ain't got no choice but to have a fucking game breaker touch the ball every time. You can throw a yeah. five-yard out, and that bitch can turn to 95 yards. Exactly. And like I said, and Mahomes ain't scared to make the throws. Like, he'll, he's going to throw at you. He don't care who you are. He's going to throw. Mm-hmm. And he's confident to know that he's going to make it. That's why I say the pressure, won't, I don't think the pass rush may not get to him as much because of the quick release he has on top of that. All right. Gotcha. So, like you were saying with Patrick Mahomes, with his arm talent, he got the ultimate confidence no matter the coverage, yeah. no, no matter the matchup. At first, I was thinking, should he avoid Sherman? Hell no. And then, like you said, once you said that, I was like, fucking no. <laughs> like, like, hell no. That, like, I don't know, man. Like, at first I was saying, you avoid Sherman at all costs. He could probably make you pay. But shit, the way Mahomes be throwing that thing. He's, dude, I'm sorry. If you if y'all really go back and look at the few interceptions that Sherman got, dude, they offer pressures. Like the quarterback was just throwing them and it was just like he turned around. Oh shit, the ball in my chest. Yeah. And his hand is just, you know, and he just reacted and it just caught it. Which you I'm glad he I mean he got hands. I'm not gonna knock that. Well, that's two things. It's like he once he was a former wide receiver, so he got hands. And then two, I think he does do a great job of reading and preparing and looking at routes and shit like that. So that puts him in the best position at times. But like you said, there are other times when he was running cover three strictly. It was because especially in Seattle where they was getting pressure. And well well, I mean, for me or whatever, I'd seen him get toast a lot too. So I mean, I mean, here's the thing. What accurate wide receivers is a big he's he's a non-factor versus non-accurate, you know, uh, quarterbacks. I'm sorry, you know, I mean, so what accurate quarterback and with wide receivers that can run routes, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you'll never see him stick like Michael Thomas. You know what? I'm gonna say this: Darrell Reeves called uh, Patrick Mahomes and was like, "Show this nigga off on fucking national TV for the Super Bowl for me, please." And <laughs> no doubt, yeah. you know what? I, I concur with you on that one. He, he probably was like, you know what? This motherfucker, 
been getting a little bit too much uh, leeway with his with his reckless talking. So go ahead and just make do me a favor and show me how exposed this motherfucker is. And you be honest with you, the Super Bowl you'll probably see that. And you know, um, if the Forty Nineers win, they'll just kind of. Add I know on one to thing him. though. I know one thing though. I know he ain't guarding Hill everywhere he go. I know no, that. He definitely. Nah, that's the thing. He's not gonna guard Hill. Okay, we know he. You know, Sammy Watkins. But that's the thing. There's just too many weapons. Like, so there's no, there's actually no legitimate. The Casey, their number one is their tight end. So we know he's not covering Kel, Kel, um, Casey, Kelsey. I want to say, we know he's that's their number one receiver. So they're not, he's not guarding him. But the rest of their receivers, it's almost like he's, he's pick your poison, get it how you live because he's gonna throw it if he feel like he he see the if he see his receiver get a step on you, he's throwing it. And he yeah. don't care who who's guarding who. That's what but, makes Patrick Mahomes scary, dude. Like he has Drew Brees accuracy with freaking Dan Marino quick release. And and far and breast farm on. Like, who wants that? You you don't really that's why Andy Reid is was like, I'll do whatever I gotta do to get this kid. Like he saw it in him and like I gotta have him. Think about this, because I listened to, uh, what's your boy, Freddie Gibbs po- was on um, Jamel Hill's podcast. Mm-hmm. The Bears could have had Patrick Mahomes and drafted <laughs> and traded up for fucking Trubisky for, for a kid that played 11 college games. Right. I don't know, man. That's that's fucking crazy. Right. That's what, dude, like, what? Like, that, why is he not fired? That, that You know, the Bears GM should have been fired the next year. As he won, he won MVP. He should have got fired off of just the GP of that. I'm firing him ASAP. Like, oh, you gotta go. Cause wait, who? Deshaun Watson was in that same draft. Yep, Deshaun went like damn near thirtieth or something like that. <clears throat> no, no, Deshaun went thirteenth. No, he was like right behind Mahomes. I'm tripping. I'm thinking about Lamar. Lamar but, um, yeah, Lamar, which you know, as we see, you know, went anonymous. You know, man, won the one whole joint. So. That's crazy second guy ever to do that behind Brady. Mm-hmm. Couldn't deny him with winning this that MVP, this MVP. Yeah, so, the, Bears, like, the Bears fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, like you had you had those two guys at quarterback that year. With more, with took, with a bunch of film of being great. Not just ten games, like national championships, top twenty five being great. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, okay. For 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 honesty purposes, Travinsky did have potential in regards to his accuracy in the draft. No, no. I'm gonna tell you this: no. I, I'm a Virginia Tech fan. I watched the ACC. Ain't nothing about him was intimidating in college. So how he one think, year? He was one year right, starter. Ain't right, nothing right. about him in college was intimidating. Right. So why right. would you be afraid right. of him in in the pros? Right. Of course, you know we at the time. There was there was in a league where they were trying to find the next Tom Brady, and and when they did it, I kind of was like, okay, this is what y'all trying to do, mm-hmm. you know? Try to get him as a first round pick though, but you try to get a Tom Brady. As a because you want you, you want to be round. that guy to be the genius, you know? what I'm saying, look what right. I did. I traded 18 draft picks to get this guy, and it worked out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody want to have that moment versus right. just doing my, what's right in front of your damn face. But then again, you can kind of say. Out of those two, I mean, out of out of Trubisky and, T- and Tannehill, Tannehill probably had a better success than Trubisky ever did 
Of course. Even at this set level. So, I mean, but the difference with I, Tannehill is he's a better athlete, one, because he, he came in, he, he had to work his way to be a quarterback because he played wide receiver first. He's like, you can't play yet a quarterback, but you know what? You're just a good enough athlete, so we're going to put you on the field anyway. So he played his three or four years. So he had more game Spare. reps. Yeah. Right, reps and everything. Exactly. You know what I'm Trubisky saying? So, played one season. He what? just they just, they all just see about the physical statue of him, which they it screamed to them prototypical quarterback. They went with the nineteen eighty five. Right. Oh, he's yeah. six foot four, two twenty. He got to be an NFL quarterback. That's all he's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Deshaun Watson beat Alabama technically two times. He yeah. won one, lost one, but he definitely still won the one they lost. <laughs> What's that a question? Well, I mean, I mean, for me, or well, for me, I'm not a Bears fan, so you know, I look at it like, what, but I what, see well, just on the fact of just fans. making the right it's about the logic, the, the making the right decision, decision, yes, yeah. I mean, but you know, I, I look at it like, 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 uh, let's look at the upcoming draft or whatever. Like, you know, uh, I think Tulu, uh, Twist, it was the name, whatever, is going to actually uh, do better than what people expect them versus some of the other higher. I mean, well, okay. I'm on, Burrow, yeah. I'm on the fence with him. I'm, I'm on, on the fence, fence a little bit. It, it depends. I look at it. He has to land with the right team. Right. And that's, 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 that's exactly the catch. what. Uh, I mean, technically, if I look at it like this, if freaking Eli Manning could be in the league for so many years, and what's another motherfucker that? No, I'm, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't do that to Eli like that, dude. The, pedig- the pedigree of his family still made him have a better chance of being a better quarterback than Trubisky, regardless. If, if anything, his ability to see and recognize um, defenses. Yeah. By okay. Was, by, you know, so, he had no choice but to at least be I, fucking I 60%. told people, I was telling people, I said, Eli might mess around here and get more Super Bowls than doggone Peyton. And I don't know why the hell I saw that shit, and he almost did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, but my but my thing is, is like, you know, who was the other quarterback for Chicago Bears before uh, Trubisky got there? Uh, I'm looking at him. Dude, we we this is uh, not, no, not good. It's no, it's somebody. Uh, yeah. Um, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay, Jay Cutler. If just think about Jay Cutler, and you see why the Bears do what they do. True, but Jay Cutler still actually still showing better signs than this. Sad but, to say. Yeah, Gary is sad to say. The, he was another example of they looked at his physical attributes. You know, he runs exactly that. Yep, that's why I said that GM got to be 80, fired. He throws eighty five yards. I mean, Cutler, and, Cutler was I, I liked him, but he just just never he never. And 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 of course, and of course, whatever the type of quarterback they always go for is more so a game manager versus elite because they yeah. the bear the bear still bank on their defense even though they're sorry, and mm-hmm. they still bank on their running game which is hasn't been there since for a while. Well, that's the so, problem. I think that's the real problem. I think they, they had a better running game. Yeah. No, 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 not even that. But they they picked their quarterback based on, like what Floyd said, having a better defense and having a better run game. But they don't have that run game like they used to. They don't have uh, Joe Forte. Shout out to Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What Rashawn Salam? Salam, and yeah, exactly. They've you always know. been good at they always been good at getting running backs, but as of lately, it's not yeah. like to say they, they're not bad that they, they just have, been getting in, just either not, be injured or it just right. They get they digging a big enough hole in the beginning of the game. They don't get the chance. To get the exactly, they just know the automatic is hit them with the eight man front off the you know because like they can't even catch out the backfield 
pretty well and nothing like that. So it, mm-hmm. it just makes it more difficult. Okay. So random question. So who would be the turnaround team of 2020? Let me go through the rosters. Let me think. I mean, it's hard I got to wait for free agency. Yeah, I got to wait for free agency. Yeah, you got to see free agency and draft because you never yeah. know. Like, right. uh, you never know if Brady pop up be a Raider. You never know if Brady pop up be a Titan. So you got to see what happens with that. But I think I was um, scared. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was scared about Brady becoming a dog on Brown. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh. If, if with the if, fucking if Daniels, if Josh Daniels would have took that job. Brady, it, it with Brady with dumb weapons. Yeah. Oh my God. You so so will Burrow going to Cincinnati? Eight and eight or eight and eight? I give him uh, six. I give him. I, I give him the bottom. Bottom of six. Yeah. I, okay. I double. I'll. I'm basically saying they're gonna double their wins than what they got right now. That's as best as I'm gonna do. They're gonna double because they still got a. They still, still got, got they a lot of holes. Teams. Cause they yeah. need receivers. They they need a. They got a lot of holes to fill. Yeah. So it's a. I, but I they, think, they're think, going in the right direction though, because they got the running back. They have the court. They had a quarterback. Now they just had to get like the, you know a couple of younger, more younger receivers. Well, no, they actually got one good young receiver. I, is it Boy? I think it. Which is that? Boy, I, I want to say. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. I like him. So they kind of have their maybe future. Wide receiver, and they gotta get a tight end, and then they still gotta work on that defense, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Brady leaves the his division currently, uh, who would be the sleeper team in that division? Is it the Jets or the Dolphins? Depending on who the Dolphins go get a quarterback, but okay. I'll go with Jets first. Okay. As yeah. of now, just as of right now. In the next two years, I say Jets either way, because I think um, you guys still remember they got Bell. Um, right. They got to, you know, Donald will be in year three. Yeah, Donald, I think Donald going to – this is a make or break. I will say this is the make or break season for Donald, though. Like, he, he's – he still – he was inconsistent this year, but this is where he has to I think make him that getting, step up. Him um, kissing them holes and getting mono kind of right. sent him back. Because he's yeah, like a month. I think that, right. that kind of humbled set him, him back. Yeah. Yeah, they you humbled gotta, him. You got to get that rhythm. You got to get that rhythm early in the year. Right. Okay. Another another curveball. I think personally Brady is going to go to Jacksonville. Nah, because they just gave Cobb all that money. They, they, they no, not. they can't afford it. They gave Foles. Foles, I'm going to say. I meant to say Foles, not Cobb. But Foles. Yeah, they can't afford it. Foles making like forty four. Yeah, like right. So they can't. Yeah, so they know that's a done deal. San Diego. I mean the Chargers. I meant to say Chargers is a possibility yeah. too. Remember they already let Rivers go. They already said they no, Rivers, the Rivers. No, Rivers left them. Don't get it well, twisted. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, look, yeah. My bad. <laughs> Much respect to Rivers. I mean, to disrespect you like that. Like, yeah, he left them. Rivers said, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, they say he might go to Tampa. Yeah, that's one potential spot. He still might potentially go to Miami. Because you can still, say, for example, Miami drafts Tua. You can still go get Rivers and have Rivers for the next year or two while Tua is able to rehab. Right. right and learn. Like to but me, you, I think that's the perfect scenario for the Dolphins. But I'm not gonna lie, man. That, that what's the kid that they just got traded Rosen. from? Rosen. Dude, I, I think he's getting the. I think he's. I think people underestimating him for some reason. Me I too. don't know why. Like he so gonna too. mess around here and get on a uh, like a team and Arizona and Miami gonna be kicking themselves like God damn, damn, we fucked up. Because he's he's a smart player. He's like he's one of those. I think the problem that and 
sometimes you know people make the mistake. He's he's so smart. He's kind of like Rondo. He's he's that's what he reminds me of. He's like he's super smart and knows how to read shit. And he challenges shit. If, if he don't agree, you know who should then make that move if Miami go get Tula? Goddamn Saints. Hmm. No, I don't see that happening. It ain't gonna cost you that much to get him. I know, but even if Breeze leaves. It's just one – well, no, like, Breeze playing one more year. So, like, you bringing him in for – like, you still can sit there on the bench for another year to learn. But you're already going to have Taysom, and I think that's what's going to happen. Taysom is – you can't make Taysom no damn starting quarterback, man. He's just a football I'm, player. I'm not saying that you should. I'm saying that just the, the fact of how it's going to look to the fans and how the, the organization feel about him. Well, I'll tell you this. I will my Raiders – I will prefer my Raiders try to go get his ass and even build another goddamn year of this Bible-thumping-ass car. <laughs> I can't take this shit no more. I can't take the, it. The Lord divine him be your starting quarterback. I, I need divine intervention and him to disappear. I know one thing. I know one thing. We're gonna be in that fucking Raider Stadium, goddamn twenty twenty. Hey, hey whoa, whoa. I ain't gonna no 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 no. Hey man, we got further way to see what them tickets looking like. I ain't gonna lie to you, dude. I like sporting events, but uh, that uh, price gonna humble me. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, you know, uh, this, opening, this opening season. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, you're not getting out of this one. Fuck that. Well, well, you better find. I hope your, I hope some of your, your proper credentials can help us out. Mm-hmm. Tell you, I ain't, if I don't see that that ticket, dude. This the first season. Us in that stadium. Them tickets ain't gonna be right, and I'm not trying to sit all the way at the top of that damn stadium, yo. I'm with you on that one. But I'm I'm just I'm I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on that one. We but, okay, like I said, the season starts. See, you know, well, not season start, but um, you know, the schedule will be out like the end of March. So as soon as that happens, we see that date. We are gonna hit we we're gonna hit, we're gonna check that price. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm just like, you know, we ain't escaping that one. I ain't saying escaping, man. It's just saying, man, I gotta be right. I mean, I'm being reasonable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I like this team, nigga, but like I told you, if you call the quarterback, nigga, I ain't rushing to go see that shit. Yeah, here you are. We gonna we gonna experience that, and we gonna find your white girl. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Oakland. <laughs> 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 oh, gotcha. We it's, it's, it's all coded. You know what I mean? You know, that's, that's I know. Thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True that. No, I got you. But still, mm-hmm. we shall see. Oh. Hello. Hey, Rihanna. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to tag on the next post and see if she responds to you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's single these streets again. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Hey, bro. That happened, bro. I'm sorry, man. It's going to happen, bro. I'll let y'all know the foolishness will be at a, at a full hundred percent. You don't say. So, uh, what's it called? Another thing, Eric B. Enemy. Y'all think, because uh, you know, a lot of times they can't. Uh, most, at least most people, they don't focus on transitioning until they out the playoffs. Do you think he has a chance of uh, taking a job? Well, I think so. Now that it's been highlighted. A lot more right now. I think it will happen. But, you know, it just had to be highlighted um, in the end of the day. So, and then, it's like, especially if they mess around, they win the Super Bowl, definitely he's going to get one. 
But now mm-hmm. I think he's going to get one, I think, regardless in the next two years. But I think he's going to do now the smart thing, like um, Josh Daniel. He's going to make sure it's the right situation for him, though. Why would you want to rush to leave when you got a Patrick Mahomes in you, you know, right there to make your life easier? And you can just stay hanging until maybe Andy Reid might retire. Because remember, Andy Reid's already 21 years in this. Now, I think, I think Andy Reid got another five, maybe six more years ago. I mean, it's a possible, yeah, you true, but you never know. Like, he might finally get that gratification just getting that ring, man, and just be like, I just want to chill now. Like, 21 years, man, it's a lot. So just being a head coach, is, that's a hell of a run. He ain't like Andy Reid going to clubs or anything or whatever. I just think that he just hit his nah, his dude. That dude is a coach, dude. That's Mr. Dre, dude. That's Dre. I think I think I think for Andy Reid, you you see people that love to work, regardless. I think he's just one of those people. Like if work, if him retiring will literally speed up anything that's going on. You know what I mean? So he needs yeah. to stay active. That's he needs a good to stay, way. He needs to stay active in, in football for him to to justify his his mental health and physical health. You know what I mean? So, right. oh, uh, another twist. Uh, new Cowboys coach, uh, you think it's going to improve it or not? I say yes, but I'm like so like shocked of how these these ungrateful ass fans talking about we'll see. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck you mean you're going to see? You go for somebody, <laughs> you got somebody that's established now, somebody that's a legit winner. And you're right, about, like, we'll man, <laughs> yeah, like this man been to the playoffs nine out of the twelve years he was with the Packers, and you talking about we gonna see when you had oh Mr. Handclap, right, for a decade and you only got one playoff win. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't been in a conference championship in over in twenty five years. That's like, that cowboy fans arrogance, man. Dude, I'm like. You got your fucking nerves. Like, how you you crap it? And the man sat there and said, like, he one year out, he said all he did was just he was basically in his basement figuring out how did he go wrong after one year after only basically Aaron Rodgers just Eric Lee got arrogantly got tired of him. Yeah. So it wasn't even like he was a bad coach. It was just Aaron Rodgers got him fired. Well, that's the thing with coaching is, like, eventually, no matter who you are or how great of a coach you are, eventually it's time for a different voice um, to to get more out of people. You know what I'm saying? If you're just going through the motion, doing the same thing every time, and like you said, sometimes it takes you to step away from the game to see what you may need to change. Because if you're doing it for 10 straight years, it's less likely that you're going to change anything that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So. Right, and then this man, like, you know, and I'm like, how you questioning a man that, okay, he had Brent Farr and Aaron Rodgers, but then now, you know, you're going to get him, a, you know, a fairly decent quarterback and then a, a running back he ain't never had before. Like I said, I and, think Dak is going to be the, the, the most beneficial of this. Right, yeah. yes, and, you know, if Amari Cooper stays, then you got a legit one. Like, the weapons is already there offensively, and the man already said he's not even going to do the play call, which mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. He's kept Kellen Moore and said, I'm going to let him do the play call. I like him. He said, mm-hmm. I saw what he did. He, I like the, the ideas he has. So, 
I thought that was kind of impressive in point, but then like I said, dude, this is for the fact these people, I just don't even want them to win just because this is how we all see. We got to see. I'm like, I don't even want y'all to win shit. Ungrateful bastards. Mm-hmm. I don't want Dak to, now I want Dak to hurt they doggone. I'm glad now he about to hurt them pockets. Yeah. So who's the bigger threat in the division, the Giants or the Eagles at this point? The Eagles. I said Eagles. Not, the fact that the yeah. Eagles lifted to the playoffs with like their sixth string wide receiver and like their fifth string cornerbacks, if they're healthy, yeah. they're they're fired. I just think that they just had too many injuries to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Now that I ain't gonna lie, like some people say that it wasn't a smart move by Ron Rivera to go to Washington. You gonna you gonna mess? You gonna, gonna turn him into something? He gonna turn them into something because now they're gonna get the kid, you know, the Chase kid from Ohio State. They got two picks. You got a big old man quarterback. You know what he did with that before with Cam. You got right. two legit running backs. You seen what he did that before with. The and now they gonna, you know, and Olsen is left. You know, Olsen is like left Carolina. So you know he going to Washington to go help Ooh. the kid be, to be helped. Jordan, could Jordan Reed, even though he's probably the most talent, one of the most talented. Yeah, most talented, but he always hurt. He's always hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I think he might retire. I think he had another concussion. But uh, if Olsen goes there. Um, that's a, right. That's not a good look. They they, look. they they got a different, you know, they got some decent little receivers. Is you know. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Washington, I'd say Washington was going to be definitely better than the Giants. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think year two of what old boy might be a little bit. Yeah, well, they yeah. Got that defense, they get, if they get the defense together, offensively, I think they'll be okay. Off, I ain't gonna lie, offense is straight. They, you know, there's just more experience that they need, but the offense is cool, but that defense is horrible. Yeah. So that's uh, why I say that. Is Tennessee going back in the playoffs? I say yes. Of course, why wouldn't I say yes? Oh, um, right. Cause I'm gonna say why? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, they will. Cause because of the fact they they gonna make that defense even better and scarier than what it already is. Yeah, the front seven is legit. This is a matter of getting our secondary healthy and, and younger. Yeah, do y'all need more do, speed out there? And y'all need a tight end. Well, no, y'all got a we got tight ends. We got John. Yeah, we got tight ends. We got John. We got uh, yeah. Delaney Walker probably coming back. Yeah, um, you just need experience. This is more experience, and I, yeah. you know, I think you know, I think Tannehill should stay. Honestly. Yeah, I just hope he don't feel himself too much and try to break the bank. Well, he's 31, so I don't think he's going to even try to break the bank like that, you know? Like, I think he'll still stay in that. I, I, he I mean, you want to drop at least 15 on him. Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves he's, He deserves up to, like, 20. Yeah, that's what I said. 50, that's what I just about to say, 15 to 20 range. You got to keep him. He, 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 earned, he earned his way to that, and we'll just continue that momentum as far as running off of Henry and just – uh being more diverse in our past game, we gotta um, we gotta be better. Right. I'm I'm just disappointed that the Texas didn't fire their coach yet, though. It's gonna happen. I well, mean, he gotta go. What if? Well, did we say that before? Did, what if they wait on the enemy? You know what? That's a good call. Like he's because of the fact he still is in the playoffs. He can't really talk to him. Or anything so you, like that. So yeah, you, you, you don't want to show your hands too fast and fire your coach because then if you don't get the enemy, then you fuck. That's true too. And yeah, and you can't really know you and you can't talk to anybody while they're still in the playoffs. Right. 
Okay, that's a good call because I'm sorry. I think he should be gone, man. Like, he's the reason why the Texans ain't the Texans. And they still, honestly, though, too, they still got to take the L that they let Crowney go in the keep, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Consistent Broken, you know, J.J. Watt. You know, J.J., he is good, but he just consistently always broken. Yeah. Let's see. Injuries kill uh, him. Right, but do it like every year it happens. Yeah. And Deshaun can only do like the dude has won so many games on his own for for this coach, man. It's ridiculous. Like he'll save this man ass countless. Yeah, he is single handedly fucking winning games. And that's what I hate about playing though, because no matter how well we how well the pass rush put together, you can't get your fucking hands on it. Do exactly. Like you sit there and literally watch this cat take hits. He he'll bounce off of this and still make a play. Like you gotta be kidding me. He he, him playing just reminds me of you know they got that that video when uh, Ali was fighting uh, Frazier and he in a corner just dodging and everything. That's how that shit be looking <laughs> like when he in the fucking pocket. Just, right. Ha, 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 ha. I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? That just it drives me nuts. Yeah, Another thing with the Texans too is uh your boy stay hurt too. Fuller. Fuller, yep. yeah, man. Oh, nigga, Fuller was killing me on the fantasy money. Like, oh, nigga, I want to disrespect. But, like, when he on that field, he a problem. But yeah, you can't fuck just with never... with that speed. Right. And that's, and that's the balance that they need. They got Hop to get everything over the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as it touch Hop hand, it's a catch. Like, it's all about, yeah. It's a catch. Yeah. He don't yeah. drop shit. Nothing. But exactly. Him need, and Thomas, nigga. You need Fuller to get that stretch down right. the field. Right, stretch it out. To get, get them safeties out of there. Right. And they still technically got to, they need to find a consistent running back. The running game is okay because they do, you know, the, the committee. But if they could have that one. The only right reason why their running game is good because you got to be honest with Watson on a bootleg or doing right. something. So you can't overcommit being that person on the edge. You got to stay on that contained. Right. That's why, that's why I was saying, like, they, they, the running game is, like, kind of deceiving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's more of a system running game versus a fucking uh, – Right. They, Wait. They, they haven't had a run against this area of Boston. Like a legit. Right. Player. Okay. Is that kid from um, Wisconsin leaving Taylor? He leaving or he staying? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, if his ass like this, I mean, they mess around and get somebody like him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give, just, just get your fear on. I'm about to say, Wisconsin running back is like a, is a fucking guaranteed hit, boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, that backfield in Wisconsin. Either you are a running back or offensive lineman in Wisconsin, you're good. You made for the league. And like this, and now after now that we just saw what Lamar did, doing like we just about to come back another year, and they gonna mess around here and try to get another good receiver for him. I think now with him is just a matter of being in the offseason and being comfortable throwing outside the numbers. Cause that's the difference. Yeah. Cause over the middle, he good as far as tight ends and such. Um, or yeah, slants. But once you right. got a – the difference between college and pros is when you're on the outside, ain't that – ain't no separation. So you got to be accurate. Otherwise, it's pick six. Yeah. But he don't still have the receivers that have the rump um, – Route running the ability. Route he just got speed out there. To do that. Yeah, he got the speed, but it is the route running abilities. He he don't have that safety valve receiver. That's all. He don't need – you know, he don't need a, you know, speed. Like, like you say, he need a, you know – Michael Thomas, you know, Fitzgerald type cat. Mm-hmm. Shit. I, 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 mean, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, like an AJ Green would be a. That would be a nice pick. 
That'll be a nice pickup. AJ Green would be a good look to go there if like KC will like I mean not KC but Cincinnati will let him go or something. I I think Baltimore problems might be Ingram. No. No. Yeah. You just being a hit in the Saints fan. No, That's no, because no, 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 let me let me let me let me explain it first, right? Normally, throughout the whole season, whatever it was, a, it was a two rushing tandem with him and Lamar, right? Right. As as it as it got closer towards the end of the season, his production was less and less. That's you know no why? Fact. You know why? Know why? Because why? defense, you got to pick your poison. So yeah, you gotta nope. if you, you gotta make if you want anything, you know Ingram is able to take the hits and take a beating. You want the quarterback to be the person taking the hits. So yes, that's why he probably got more opportunity because the defense was like, we're gonna take the running back. On the dive and make it go I, to Lamar. I will say, I think the That's overload kind of caught up. I think the overload caught up with Ingram Thank you. in the bigger Thank picture. Thank you. That's what it was because, like, yeah, because, like you said, you had to pick your poison. And with Ingram kind of getting a lot of long runs, it took a toll on his body. He got tired at the end. So, exactly. you kind of like, but then I think they became too codependent on that. But then they kind of think they realized they had a back, they already had a backup running back that had the actual same ability. They just mm-hmm. didn't realize it till it was too late. Yep. So that's why I say it will now going into the next season, I, I think they will do more of a, now you're going to have a three-headed monster instead of a two-headed monster in the running game. Because mm-hmm. that's, I think they're going to learn that lesson. Like, you know, when you have, you, you got your legit back, you don't want to rush him majority of the season. You want to keep him, you want to pace him. And that's what, you know, Bebe, like, with your Titans, they got to do the same thing with Henry. Yeah, we're going to definitely probably draft some. Yeah, you got to give a good, decent, you know, guy to come behind, too, to balance that load because it does take a toll, and you want your, you know, your running backs to be – because that's when you we know everything gets tighter. In the playoffs, you want that running game. You need a freaking – and that's why the Niners are still in the mix because they got the three-headed monsters of running backs mm-hmm. there. And then they got that the guy that – what's the one that does – the surfing and everything. He's highly disrespectful right now. <laughs> like, you know, he's from Florida. He's a surfer. But then, like, they really play him all year until the playoffs start, and all of a sudden, now nah, he the one getting 20-plus carries. And what the hell he doing? He running through people with a purpose, and it's not cool. Mm-hmm. But they they played it right, though. Like, you have to – it's more – it's a bigger strategy here of how you do this and stuff. And I will say that's part of what is Casey weakness right now is slightly the running game. You know, they do have a good running back. They have the one good running back. He's decent, but they don't have two of them. But Mahomes still the crap shooter. Like, he'll make something happen because he can run too, but he can just make all the throws. Yeah. So that's the give and take. Like, you know, hey, you like with my team. I'm ecstatic that I got Jacobs. Oh, yeah. You know, he looked like the truth. He looked like the truth. Yeah, he looked like the truth. But we got to get somebody to back him up, though, at the same time. Because that's what happened to him. He got injured. Yeah, he, yeah, dude had a, you know, you know, broken bone in his shoulder. And then he, he played with that since week four. Before, like, by the time he, he couldn't take it no more by week 12. Like, you know why? Because then y'all was out the picture. So it's like, you know he what? He was out the picture, but he I kept ain't doing I ain't doing right. this no more. <laughs> right, and I don't blame him. Like, well, like week fourteen, we're like close to the end of the season. He played with the with the messed up shoulder that whole time. He took the shots and all that, 
And for him, and I'm glad he got the rookie of the year. It things like that. But I hope we, we still got to get another running back to help him out. Because I don't want us to run him into the ground. Mm-hmm. And, but then, like I said, fool's gold car. You know, they say, oh, people are like, oh, but he throws 70%. Hey, anybody can throw 70% if they throw less than 20 goddamn yards. <laughs> I don't hear this shit. It's, it's, a, it's a deceiving number, though. Yeah. So, not trying to hear all that. So, um, with Super Bowl here today, uh, we got a, I call it, taking shots from the couch. Uh, Reeves going in on Sherman, talking about he's not a true lockdown. He played one side, this and that and the other. How y'all feel about that? Because I think he, he kind of, the man played well. He did his thing. He did what he's supposed to do. But then you're going to try to take it, take some shots from the couch. It's one thing if you're a current player. It's another thing if you fucking, you've been retired for a while, even though he's one of the greatest of all time. Reeves in my opinion, not necessarily taking shots at him. Well, I feel like this or whatever. Revis have every justification to criticize Sherman on his style of play because it's not the same, which is cool. But this feud been going back since 2012. Oh, so, I know that. Yes, yeah, this has, yeah, no, this, no, this has, this has been going that far back. Yeah, he's correct. So, so for me, and, you know, like, you know, especially Revis' level of petty, it's actually a great time to actually stir up some shit, knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, your Super Bowl chances is online. And I think it's a great marketing plan to talk about football. Mm-hmm. I've always said that players are too are too fucking nice to each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if they're retired or whatever. Well this dope. generation, this generation is a lot more softer. You I will concur with that. Right. I I think that, you know, by Revis challenging Sherman to be more an actor role. I think that's a good thing because to be honest with you, Makes it's been more just just make, to make him better. Yeah, to make him better. Yeah, push. So, yeah. So, so, so for me, I just look at it like you know, I like it because it, it should make Revis think about his role and his whatever. And like like we said earlier, you know, uh, Sherman's been toast a couple times. So him, you know, seeing him like one quarter take on a number one receiver by himself would be interesting. And if he can flourish, then and technically, his work of play can just make, you know, prove it to prove the hit is wrong. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes when it kind of comes to football, you need something, you need, you need to change it up for the, for the, for the betterment of the team. And, and I like it. And Primetime said that, you know, it's, it's okay for both of them to have a same opinion. I agree. I, even though I, I believe Primetime was probably like one of the best, better ones mm-hmm. overall. <clears throat> So the best of all, but people, but people came at the prime though. People came at the prime because he didn't tackle or he didn't hit. You know, it's a different era. Well, that's I think yeah, but the thing like this, I he well prime yeah he tackled, but yeah he still made wiser more decisions of not tackling. All he tackled, but he never does not tackle enough where it calls a score. Mm -hmm. He made the extra business decisions. (laughs) Right, he made business decisions, but he would make sure it was a business decision where he ran you out of bounds. Or he slows you up enough for somebody else to come. Well, to help it come, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't never like he just olayed the situation. But I will say this though: when Prime got to got to the Cowboys, I'm not saying that he only stuck to one side. He kind of took it to another level, 
and whoever was the Cowboys defensive coordinator at the time was a genius. Them boys literally put neon man on one side and played zone everywhere else. Right. Yes. With no help. Dion, no, you know, he did that everywhere he went. Well, no, I think I think the Cowboys took it to a whole nother level where they just specifically said, You're man on this side on the X receiver and air and then the opposite side playing cover three. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, I can see that too. But they had the other day, but that's one thing though different too was the Cowboys secondary was way better than any other secondary. He that played Dion yeah. So they could get away with that also, which made it that made it worse. The fact, but they could, but they could do it on like you said. He could put it on the right side or the left side. They was flexible enough to change the style. He's gonna cover your best receiver no matter. He followed you mm-hmm. with Dion. Dion will follow the best receiver, but then, but you said, but the Cowboys, like you said, they kept the same defense, but they'll flip everything on whatever side the better receiver was. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the whole thing. Like this, now, if it's any position in football, in Batman, you know this the most. Secondary is my world. Mm-hmm. I love, I like, if I had played football, that would have been my goddamn position. I like to get in motherfuckers' head. And I and I felt like I was quick enough and fast enough, and my hands would have been better enough to, I want to shut down a receiver. So I've always been, like, behind, you know, behind Dion, my second, second, Second favorite corner is Aaron Glenn, which is okay. the Saints' mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. I didn't know that. Now, when I tell you how many interceptions on Madden that I <laughs> fucked over niggas with Aaron Glenn. Yeah, he was cool. I, I personally picked the Jets, nigga. Just when, even when Aaron Glenn was coming off the bench, I would put Aaron Glenn in the game to just disrupt your whole life. It just was something about Aaron Glenn I always rocked with. Mm-hmm. And that's how in depth I go. Like he's like right behind there. That's like one of my like other favorites. Now, of course, Revis. Re- I mean, of course, Revis is better than Aaron Glenn. Don't get. I ain't, you know, I'm not gonna be cool. But and just shoot. personal favorite. That's yeah, know. perfect. Yeah, it's a personal favorite. You know, Sean Springs, outstanding. Sean Springs, yes. Yeah, you know, like you know, like Bobby Taylor. Bobby, yeah. Troy Vincent Williams. Like I know all other greats. So like you know. Of you know, Rod Woodson, of course, Charles mm. Woodson. Like, even with Charles to be able to go from corner to safety was amazing. You know, as he same transitioned. Thing with Rod. Yeah. Right. So and Rod did the same thing too. He transitioned from you know, corner to safety. So no, no, like I know the history of corners. And I you know what? I like the fact that Reeves called him out. I just wish it wasn't Reeves because of the fact he's not in playing more. And yeah. Reeves did never put his heart into the game. Do you think Do you think Revis would have did do you think Revis would have said this if he was playing? I don't think he would have said this if he was playing. Um I think he would have said it if he was still playing, regardless. Like I think his he really because Sherman started this in 012. In 12. Right. Wait and, a minute, where's Revis from? Let's let us let me see if this if this is just a a, a personality from where he's from. Is he from like Philly or somewhere like that? I, I wanna say. Let me see. Is from my thing is, can we can we can we really highlight the bitch nastiness, the bitch assness of Richard Sherman on a regular basis? Yep, he's from PA, no. Yeah, he's from PA. I was right. Look at me. Yeah. 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 So so I yeah, I just I just got I that feel for some reason that he was just a you know a PA feeling nigga. Okay. No, 
the things that you say, yes, you, yeah, you know, you are correct. He is that Sherman is a bitch ass. He got bitch assness because he's a front runner talker. He only that's what I don't like. Yeah. He only talks when they're winning. If a team ain't winning, he's quiet. At the back end with the Seattle, he was quiet. When he went over to the Niners, he was quiet. But when the Legion of Boom was the Legion of Boom, he did all that talking. And now, right now that the Niners defense is now, he wants to talk again. I don't like that about him. And I still say, like this, I'm not saying he he doesn't have a good skill set, but he's been backed up by a lot of greatness too, though. Nigga, the Legion of Boom nigga would make anybody a fucking okay. You know, I'm gonna say this is a we're gonna go NBA. Then Batman, you gonna just this might be another shot because he got bitch asses tendencies too. Paul Pierce would not be Paul Pierce without Antoine Walker. You know, my Antoine Walker first. You know, that's I wore eight and twenty four. I wore eight and twenty four for Antoine Walker. So I kind of agree with that. Antoine Walker was the bigger life personality. Um, and he, yeah, and people double him more would help build Paul, Paul Pierce's Pierce confidence. Even though I like Paul Pierce, and I think he was just he was talented as well. Yeah, he, he was said, talented. I think, I think Antoine Walker playing power forward back then was something that they didn't see before. To have somebody with that handle, yeah, even it was inconsistent. That the ability to shoot with range and post you up and throw out dimes. Nobody, you know, they didn't see that back then. So yeah, like Paul Pierce was just just the average. Small forward right. shooting guard back then. Everybody looked yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? True, that was that ever. But Paul, but Antoine, Antoine was a yeah. problem. But they put the pressure, like, but you're going to double Antoine, but that left Paul out there, but that helped build Paul's confidence. Yep. Which may that help him opportunities. Yeah. You and develop the them reps. You develop yes. those reps. Right. And that's why I feel like that's what the, damn, the same thing with Sherman. Sherman would have been, if he didn't have Earl Thomas and Cam Challenge in that backfield. And dude, Bobby Wagner roaming the middle too. Yes, dude, like you had those three guys, like you can't help but to And they pass rush was cold too. Yeah. You you gonna build a confidence. You know, so I don't so I'm I mean I respect the fact that you know he took the opportunity, but I don't think he would be Richard Sherman if those guys wasn't there. I mean I said that before, I forgot what, what comparison I used, but I was like with basketball, if you playing on a perimeter and you got the Kimmy Matumbo behind you or Hakeem Olajuwon, you can gamble and put pressure on people up front because you know, oh shit, if he beat me, you know, yeah. he ain't gonna clean that shit up. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's, it's, it's you know, it's feast of famine. You right, know what I'm saying? Same thing with corners. Right, but then when you got safeties that you know that were snatching souls at that time, mm-hmm. you already know receivers is already kind of timid of making a full run. So then you know, cutting from because now he's still a physical. He his size is a legitimate good physical size, corner size. So yeah. So I get that part with him. So I'm never going to question the skill set. I just don't like the fact that he likes to talk shit only when you're a front runner. Yeah. And that what bothers me. So, I, you know, and I respect Revis calling him out, but, you know, Revis still is, yeah, Revis was definitely one of the best of the best. But he still, I don't think he took the game as serious yeah. as he should have. Because he should be still playing. Well, yeah. Well, Teddy, he never took care of his body. He he just he he just went out there and played. I mean, like we can opposite. agree. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but even at eighty percent, Revis, you still got elite talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of so, oh, so no, I, no. I so I, I look at it like 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 I said before, whatever. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Revis fan, but I can remember him 
on mediocre teams holding down. That's what I'm about to say. One of those last years, I think he was with the uh, when he went back to the Jets. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, he held down. In the first couple of games, he was getting burnt or whatever. Cause I think it was like he held out or something like that. He got he, yeah, he, he was, was getting burnt. And he you know he was out of shape, and then the rest of the season he locked it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he he knew how to turn on that switch, and that's and what happened Jets- with guys like that 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 uh, you know don't take it as serious. They have this switch where they fucking ego kick in and they just right. Just, and the Jets made the playoff that during that time. I think yep. so. Yeah. Yes, they yes, did. So, so it's kind of like you know, I say yes. He has he has the right to speak, and that is me because I I I've said with Richard Sherman, it's kind of like saying, uh, it's kind of like saying, oh, uh, somebody playing with Brady, that's a wide receiver talking mad shit, and all of a sudden, you know, they go like you know, it's like players that go to from elite offices and they go to, you know, that's they go for the money and go to another team. You don't really hear much from them. Sneed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. or you know, or cooked. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, uh, right. you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like. So I, I think, I think personally, he's an OG of the game. Got to give him credit. So, and Richard Sherman, you know, as much as he do great off the field, I mean, I would say that even in Seattle, it was not circle around him. He was just one yeah. of those players that just benefited from a good system. Yeah, he's so. just the vocal one of the crew. That's all it is. He's just the vocal one of the crew, but he's I feel like he's the least talented of the always the ones that want to be vocal. Yeah. And I think that's the issue I've always had with Sherman. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And I, I knew y'all know you went to Stanford, so I know you're a smart ass bastard. I get it. But hmm, yeah, on that field though, it's still dude. This this I ain't gonna lie, this playoff run been killing me, nigga. Watching oh Sherman made a good play with him. Man, nigga turned into that bitch. The fucking shit was not even nowhere near the receiver. <laughs> I say, don't do this shit to me. Like, it was eating me alive to watch Sherry did a great play. And I'm clearly seeing he turned into the damn interception. Well, there was nowhere near the receiver. But the analogy of Sherman in his career, to me, and this can go on having many levels uh, as a joke, is he's that ugly girl with a group of tens. Mm. Like to to uh, on point. All point. All point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you got, you got all these fine chicks. That's that's her friend. Yeah, she the one that got we got something to say, and that's mm-hmm. that's 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 the vibe I get from Richard Sherman. And that's a great analogy because that's exactly that's who exactly with or or the other shit they got a bad badass body. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. you know, you got a fat ass, but you know everything else about you is just trash. But niggas want to you know niggas niggas will entertain you because you know your body. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's that's a that's the perfect comparison. That's that's a, exactly. You can't get it no better than that, right? <laughs> that was on the money. What you mean? You want to buy us a drink? No, I'm asking you your friend. Shut right. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Cause yo, like this, I'm gonna tell you this: the next great cornerback is sitting right there in Louisiana. Lattimore. No, 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 no. He had a shoot. That nigga a freshman. Yeah. I know you're talking about. I can't think Stagley, of his name right now. Stanley. Stanley. Stingley. The Stingley. Yeah, Stingley. Yeah. That's the next great cornerback that's about DBU. to hit DBU? Yes. LSU put out them DBs. Virginia yeah, Tech he, put out them DBs. Because you know his grand, you know, his grandfather was he played with the New England when he had the um neck injury or the carry. Um he ended up being paralyzed. What's his name? 
Stingley? I think it was. I can't think of his dad. I think it is Stingley. His grand, yeah, his dad, because his granddad played for New England where he had the he got paralyzed. Damn. This full, yeah. yeah. So, so like the history of you know his family playing corner is there, but he's he's different. He's Dion. He got yeah. hands. His hands is crazy. Yeah, I'm about to, look at, some, I'm about to go back you, and look at some more footage. Yeah, when I tell you that his the way that he moves, he move he because well, they already mm-hmm. promised next year he's gonna be a dual threat. They promised him that era, like they say, yo, we're gonna let him play offense next year, because that's how good his hands are. Damn. Like, cause they said we're gonna we just wanna play corner this year. He did that, but they promised him to get the dual threat by next year. So he's gonna play both sides, but no, no, no. That boy, he's gonna be a top five pick when he comes out. He return kicks. Yes. He's number twenty four because he plays number twenty four. But when I tell you just the way how that kid play, I do. He's like glue. He, the way he moves, he he gonna move right with the receiver. Remember, he was – like, you kept saying how they kept picking on number one in the championship game because they didn't want to throw it on the side of the field. Mm-hmm. They didn't want his problems. Freshman, I think he had eight or nine interceptions. Like, eight, I think seven or eight interceptions this year. As a freshman. So, yeah, that's the next great one coming into the league. And could, like, maybe be able to look Dion in the face. Well, can we just say, can we just can can we just confirm that LSU uh, uh, draft talent in the next what three maybe four years is going to be pretty much oh. damn near almost a whole team? Hey, I ain't gonna yeah. lie, y'all like this now. Me, Ed Ellis, we always had this debate and over the years. You know how I am. I y'all know I'm a serious Miami Hurricane fan, and. I'm gonna say this. No other. I feel like personally, no other universe. Only universe I feel like comes close to us is LSU. Honestly, and if you look in the bigger picture, as far as producing talent, producing talent. Yeah. Cause he always try to come in with that USC shit. I'm like, ah, USC ain't shit. No, USC has completely fell off. Like they. But no, even in that, remember when it was with the Matt Liner? But it was only a small window. That's the thing. It's like, you might be hot now. Like, Oregon had a hot moment. You know what I'm saying? UCLA didn't have some hot moments. But But. it's a a consistent thing with LSU, with Miami, with Alabama. Uh, Clemson. That's the difference. Clemson, you know what I'm saying? Got the Virginia Tech in there. Like, we got, you know, you got to be... You got to do this shit over years. It's, it's, yeah, it's not even, a matter I, of... Much, uh, I don't like Ohio. Like you said, I don't like Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. State produced a lot. They produced a lot. I can't deny that. Mm-hmm. But I would say LSU overall, like, they like the only position that always hurt them was the quarterback. Quarterback. Position. That's the first time ever they had them that other than like, that, legit that, that nigga on your list. Uh, right, that's why they was on the ass kicking tour this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to speak it now. This is the first time in many, many, many years I think my Canes may be coming back. I give it to you. Because the hire that we just made. We all pick up. Yeah. Ed Reed is, is chief of staff. Oh, shit. Oh, St. Shit. Rose, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't when know I that. Saw, 
And this man been he's been begging everybody for a job. He's been really wanting to do something for now, but chief of staff though, dude. So that means he over everybody here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I said, I said, life is good. McCain's could be back. McCain's could be back. But yeah, they 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 hide it. Yeah. So Ed gonna be on that field, talking to these kids, pointing things out. It's crazy. So I saw that, I said, oh, some possible possibilities. Even um, we got the um the kid that transferred, like that sat out at Houston. Yeah, I saw that. So that makes even he, more sense now. Yeah, he's coming to us. So now he come, mm-hmm. yeah, he come, he's yeah, he's coming to us now. So like I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, he was he he legit. Right. So I was like, hmm. Sorry, Kings. I see this, but bringing the Ed Reed made me because I always felt like we needed somebody that was a Kane to be somewhat running the ship. They and couldn't give Ed the, they couldn't give him the full coup de grace. Like he can't be no athletic direct, director, no doubt. But to be right under there as chief of staff, so it means he, he's hands on with everything. I said, okay, that's a good look. So. I'm I'm looking super forward to that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's a good look there. So there's some things going on here. Next up, Raheem Godell. I know you had something you want to touch on. What you had? Uh... Yes, we are we are gladly going into the uh, 12 days of Love Day, uh, Valentine's Day. So I had a little segment that I wanted to present. Um, yes, it's going to be a foolishness topic, so <laughs> fair. Well, like I already threw, I knew we were going to have, yeah, I thought I was already prepared for this. I thought we were going to be another week or so. So I guess we, we laying down a foundation of this conversation going to keep getting intense in the next, like you said, 12 days. So I figured we probably have another podcast next week to elaborate more on the, the ignorance of Valentine's Day, the pros <laughs> and the cons of it. Yep, I will say. So, uh, I, I want to bring to the table today that uh, I'm starting to see a fluctuation of people who is practicing abstinence uh, leading up until Valentine's Day for relationships, period. And my uh, argument with that is, is if you've been fucking all last summer up until the holidays, how the fuck do you think that you stopping fucking right now going to justify anything about finding a relationship? That is my gripe. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, I'm going I'm to whoa, whoa, whoa. scale back on that. I honestly, I, I concur with that advocacy for February. You know why? No. Them goddamn kids were born in freaking October and November. You know what that what month that is? Yeah, no Scorpio, Scorpio. season. But I don't need them pro- <laughs> We don't need them problems in the streets. We don't need no more Scorpios I in mar- the streets. I, I marry one, so you know I know. So hey, but, hey, but, but, you're a cancer. My- Once again, two sides that go together great. But I get you. You're like mine, but us Aquarius and other people in these streets, we, we don't like problems. y'all signs. All, I, all I'm going to say is this abstinence does not necessarily change. Abstinence at any time frame, if you already been fucking already, does not change well, anything in regards to So that's your, what I was going to say. Like, they think that it's going to change their karma. So like you said, if you've been hoeing, oh yeah, yeah. If you've been hoeing from the summertime to Christmas or to New Year's Day, what yeah. you think going, you know what I'm saying, shutting the, shutting the system down for 14 days is going to do 
for your relationship karma. Like that to me, that that whole logic is fucking stupid to me. That like, is that stupid. Best. And it's more expensive too. So this is the last time of the year you need to be fucking locking it down as much if money anything, as you If out anything, you should lock it down after Halloween. Exactly. Exactly. But it'll, my, my, it'll be like it'll be like lint for hoes for fucking yeah. <laughs> from Halloween yeah. from Halloween to think to uh, Valentine's Day. It's fucking you know what I'm saying. You give up sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, I, I am one not suggesting that. But you know, well, no, no, just, that's all in the mix, dude. Like all that's in the mix, now, nah, man. Everybody want everyone want to act like they're righteous. They're, no, I think I think, I think I think the real conversation is is. You know, technically, and I think for every adult that actually, you know, went down this journey, you know what I mean? It is kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you were making poor decisions before probably you started having sex by having sex. And now since you're having sex, you're justifying the poor decision process. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, yeah. I, think, I think in a lot of cases, when it, comes, when it comes to sex, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, we have to learn to kind of make that judgment in regards to how this feeling makes you feel versus the reality is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And don't let the sex dictate your, your decision. Yeah, if yeah, right. decision maker skills. But hey, that's why it's called digmatized. No, I mean, but you know, nigga get pussy whipped too. I mean it's 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 it's, yeah, it's, like, it's I don't I'm get like, pussy whipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't get but like they, they get focused around Valentine's Day. They don't get fucking pussy whip. Well unless they do because they trying to get it for Valentine's Day. Uh, I just don't I'm not built like that. I don't know that life. But I would say, basically, I, all, I guess basically all my adult life, I can honestly say that besides that, uh, my first love, outside of that has been like, I'm doing this just to do it out of good grace. You know what I'm saying? You're here versus, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, oh, you know, we, we're not going to have sex, you know, or, or like, say, for example, you know, like why people who feel like they have sex, they can't build a friendship around that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people that kind of started off like saying, hey, you know, uh, we were cool, you know, we linked up or whatever, but, you know, we were better friends. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So you I, just look at, I just look at like, you know, I think identifying the limitations of, of, of relationships is was way more substantial than to kind of play this abstinence card. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and, and that just me, it just kind of like, I, I see it on a regular basis. Like I've seen it more now, you know, kind of lead up. But I just like, I just look at like, you know, we all got physical needs. We should just embrace it and understand for what it is versus exactly. your, your poor decision process because you, you don't know how to... Uh, AKA you know, bad decision-making skills. Right. Yeah, you just, just thinking that, that you going, you know, you limiting yourself is going to, you know, magically make Change your better. outcome of everything. Yeah, knowing that once you, you, you engage back into it, it's going to be back down that same path. Right. Yeah, I mean, just like, just like you're here, like, like, like compared to like sports, or whatever, you know, uh, you, you might have some that say, I don't have sex before I, before I play and versus those who do have sex before they play. Is it really that much of a difference in some cases? Probably it's not. It's all about the person. Like you said, it's all about the person. It's, it's, it's a mental case aspect. by case situation. Right. So I think, I think, you know, people playing this card to kind of, you know, like say, for example, if you're a virgin, keep your virginity as long as possible until you find the right person. But if you already been right. fucking... You know what I'm saying? Your 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 bad decisions are pretty much your bad decisions. The fucking is just yeah. well, you can't put your feelings in it. Like you you having a moment, okay? Like the late great Biggie said, don't get mad because we both got hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. This is you got you know we had a moment that's this is what it is but don't don't put nothing else into it you well, like you want said, it well, you like want just say, our time together is our time together and our time apart is our time apart time apart exactly yeah so that's my segment you know what I'm saying you know abstinence don't fucking matter it's it's your poor decision process and also ladies I didn't get a gift for Valentine's Day I know that's like one of my biggest pitches going into Valentine but I think it's just as important as us men. Hmm going out here buying these things to, to to make sure that you feel special you should buy us things besides some regular pussy you know what i'm saying to make that don't count special. yeah that don't, don't count that don't count you know what i'm saying like you know uh uh some regular pussy don't count as a gift and i know some people would be like oh my body is a gift but it, you know it's like you know buying buying shit off your body is a gift nigga shit then fuck all that right. especially when you get out of i'm about to give you i'm about to give you a prime example of a. Uh, or even saying, sit back and think, what's your favorite Valentine's gift? In the words of Cat Williams, don't worry, I'll wait. And most niggas <laughs> can't think of something right off the bat. Because we can't, because it don't exist. Yeah, because it, it was, it, it's never really been, there's never really, there's never been, I was like this, it's never really been a push for it to be it's not designed balance. for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I, I look at it like this, you know, if you, I mean, technically, at the end of the day, after Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying, it's always about us in a relationship. I think for this particular day, it should be about us. Anyway, so it, it's, it's just one of those things of, that, yeah, you, you know, ladies, you want to look beautiful. You make us, you know, feel a certain way when we take you out on this day. But go into your pockets. Make sure your credit score is on point. <laughs> you can do the things that you need to do to get us something. My, my partner's love polo. My partners love Jordans. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't have to necessarily go spend $700 on one day just, just, yeah. just for no guaranteed pussy. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, is like, you know, like if, if I'm willing to give you something of value to make sure you feel special, you should be able to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Because at, out, of, out of all the other things out there or whatever, y'all look for validation to make sure that y'all equal to us, which is fine. You know what I'm but saying? it also shows... That you understand your man as far as understanding what he considers of value. So don't just buy something that you see somebody else buy or nah, what he likes. What he likes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? We all got all different personalities. So for example, for Rashawn, for Ty King, you know, you if somebody gets you a watch, you're gonna appreciate it. Watch your shoes. Watch your shoes shoes hit you differently. Yeah, hit me. He ain't go delve uh shit. Some fucking, tech shit. Some tech shit. Or fucking going something going towards his investment property. Right. That exactly. Shit, that shit going to hit different for him. Right. Yeah. You get him some stock tips. You you good. You good money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. For me, something sports related. Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Virginia Tech. Titans. Titans. Uh, right. Game tickets. You so, know what I'm saying? That shit going to hit different for me. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like this. Even you know we ain't got Tony Love here today. Like yo, write Tony Love a, a letter. Get him a hit him with a poem or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but, it's understanding what truly, you know, shows value. And I mean, and it goes vice versa. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't just buy yes. your old lady something because you see yeah, it on not sale. Practical. Yeah, that's a practical shit. Not the typical, what you know, they have a love, what they, what brings an excitement to them or a love to them. You, you, mm-hmm. the, the little things. It's all about the little things. You know what I'm saying? I, the obvious shit, but the little things. I know mine. I just got a feeder. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just. 
Right. So I'm yeah. You take her to a nice restaurant, she experience some new fools, and then like you said, life is grand and straight in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Oakland. But I'm just looking at like you know, you know uh, in in the in the midst of everything, I think these conversations need to be had because I think some women think I was like this. I've seen you think that in our early twenties, whatever, there was a sense of validation in regards to proving that you can provide. But as you get older, it's not a question of can you provide; it's how you provide and who you provide yeah. it to. So, right. so I think now the conversation needs to be had to where you know you see we're we're all you know social media. We see we have similar friends and stuff like that, and, and you know you see the the trend of validation. In your in your in your mid to late you know mid thirties to, to to later you know later, I think at this point now it's like you know it's not a situation of what what can men do for you, is what we can do for each other, mm-hmm. and abstinence exactly, and abstinence it ain't, happening. Not, it ain't happening, and also you not buying this money, buying this man a gift for Valentine, it's like the most stupidest thing because for me, shit for most most of the part I'm only asking for a ham sandwich and some heads. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, like you said, as you said, like with me, like, like on Method Man, all I need, like you said, Valentine's birthday wishes, please. Like, I don't; those are too obvious. Christmas, all those major holidays, doing stuff. That's it's almost like you forcing it. Like, I'd rather you do it on a random day. Like, it's more right. special to me on a random day than on a holiday. Well, I, don't want I was holiday. like. But I said, like, like, I said, like, I think we all can contest. Like, basically, if a woman was to do that. Someone's at the front door. Somebody's at the front if, door. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, if a, <laughs> but if a woman was to surprise you in that way, that will even encourage you as a man, as us as men, how about that, to kind of say, hey, maybe That's I true. should try, maybe I should try something different to, mm-hmm. that separates yeah. her from the rest. So, true. Little insight of love day. Hopefully, you know, just help a lot of you women out there because I'm tired of seeing those lonely ass fucking texts and messages and why you single shit. Because yeah, yeah, that should be super whack. So, because 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 my thing is at this point now, you, you have should, no excuse. Right, you should already know the game by now. It's yeah, like you, this, we all we all around forty, late thirties, or whatever you want to call it. As far as I go. Yeah, we are. Yes, exactly. We all grown. At, by the end of no, fuck all that. You ain't by the ages. Just we all grown ass people now. We've yeah. we made a shit. Most of us damn near been married multiple times by now. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Already know the bad. You know. You already know. You already know you your flaws, flaws, and you already know. Right. You know your shortcomings and bullshits, and just account for it. But then, but do better. You know, mm-hmm. you might have to take a chance. But if you feel like that person is worth it, take the chance. That's the thing. Too many, not too many people are willing to take that L for the betterment of the other of the situation either. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't oh, want to take that. Women don't, don't want to take those L's because I ain't, well, I can understand. We got to keep it real though, too. I can understand why a lot of women don't want to take those L's because you know what? They did, a lot of ass ass niggas out here. they did a lot of like tricking to whack ass niggas in the past. So now that they're older, now they're scared to do it with niggas that don't come off real. They, now they're gunshot. Mm-hmm. So now they're holding back. And too then, Right. They ain't got it in them to do it. And I can understand that also, too. So, um, we got to wrap up here. Uh, any last word, Ty King? I love the, uh, 
The Valentine's Day shit, though. I love that. <laughs> uh, my last words is definitely we gotta definitely we got all of us we gotta do better and we gotta stop being full of shit everybody take accountability for their own bullshit mm-hmm. be who you are except for who you are grow from that shit if you want better do better and then better will come for you come on all right my turn yeah. Well, we ain't got that much time. Okay. Uh, if you got good credit, if you meet a nigga like me and you got good credit, I ain't pulling out. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. If we, if we can work out. All, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the 80-20 rule. If you're 80% there and you got 20% to go, I ain't going to pull out. Other niggas out there ain't going to pull out. So you chat with us forever. Fuck it. Happy Valentine's Day. So that's my thing. Also, on the, on the flip-hand side or whatever, uh, hug the people you love. Reach out to them and communicate because right now, currently, you know, there's a lot of uh, people get depressed around these holidays and shit like that, even on Valentine's Day. So, no, from you know, from like Thanksgiving all the way to Valentine's, yeah, this this three month run is real. So, that's a good good call. Yeah, I was about to say, I could echo on that. That was my thing is uh, mental health, supporting family members that are going through tough times. Uh, You know, you gotta. You gotta show that support because there's just a lot of people that's hurting out there that they're just hurting by themselves. So, yeah, right. Up, uphold each other and love each other, and everybody will be better as a community. That's a wrap for episode 11. As we're posting this, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. As always, please comment, like, share, tell a friend, or tell a friend, or tell a friend. We'll be back next episode with more basketball getting close to the trade deadline, all-star weekend, um, baseball cheaters, and more. Thanks for the support. Again, please like, listen, comment, share, rate us, leave a voice message. Thanks for your support.